Chapter 19 of Fairy Stories My Children Love Best of All. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ron Altman. Fairy Stories My Children Love Best of All by Edgar Dubbs Scheimer. Chapter 19 Ten at One Stroke. Long ago in India, there lived a humble weaver. He was a maker of carpets, and as he was very clever at his work, his wares always fetched a good price. One hot day he was working at a beautiful carpet, when a gnat came buzzing over his head. "'Go away, you troublesome little insect!' he cried, trying to brush it off with his hand. But the gnat would not allow itself to be driven away, and the weaver began to fear that it would sting him. So he went to a cupboard, and taking out a pot of honey, smeared some on the ground, hoping that the gnat would be caught fast in the sticky fluid. But now he was worse off than ever, for the sweet smell attracted quite a swarm of gnats, which buzzed all over the weaver's little room. At this he became angry and seizing his shuttle, brought it down upon a number of insects which had gathered around the honey. When he counted those he had killed, he found no fewer than ten. "'What a brave fellow I am!' he cried, pleased at his own cleverness. "'Very few men have killed ten at one stroke, I'll be bound. All the world must hear of this!' Then he took his shuttle and a loaf of bread, tied up in a bundle, and set off to tell the world of his great deed. Wherever he went, he showed the people his shuttle, crying, Ten at one stroke, my friends! Ten at one stroke! Everyone thought that he meant ten men at one stroke, and began to think him a very brave man indeed. At length he came to a great city, and entered the gates, crying as usual, Ten at one stroke! A crowd soon gathered round him, and when they heard his words they said, This must be a great hero indeed. Perhaps he has come here to free us from our cruel enemy. The weaver pricked up his ears at this, and asked, who, pray, is the enemy you were talking about? Just tell me, and I will quickly rid you of him, for did I not kill ten at one stroke? He is a dreadful elephant, they replied, that comes here every day to make a meal of one of us. Many strong men have gone out to fight him, but none have ever returned. Only an elephant! cried the weaver. 
I will make short work of him. Why, an elephant is mere child's play to a man like me. So the people took him to the king and said, Here is the hero who is going to save us. He will kill the elephant all by himself. If you can do this, said the king to the weaver, you may be sure that you will be well rewarded. You shall have my own bow and spear with which to fight against this dreadful monster. Ah, I have a better weapon than either of those, said the weaver, and that is my shuttle here. It has done good work in its time, I can tell you. It was a fine sight to see the weaver setting off next day to kill the elephant. All the people of the city gathered in crowds upon the walls, and cheered him again and again as he marched out of the gates, carrying his shuttle and his loaf still tied up in the bundle. Before long the elephant appeared in the distance. When the huge animal saw the weaver, he rushed at him, roaring with rage with his trunk up in the air and his mouth open as if to eat the man up in one mouthful. At this terrible sight the weaver's courage forsook him, and he turned and ran for his life, dropping his bread and his shuttle in his fright. Now the bread had many sweet spices in it, which gave to it a very pleasant smell. As the elephant charged past, he smelled these spices, and, catching up both bread and shuttle with his trunk, gobbled them up without stopping for a moment. But the shuttle stuck in his throat and choked him, and before he could reach the weaver he dropped down dead. Now when the people on the city walls saw the monster fall, they could scarcely believe their eyes. But their surprise was even greater when they ran up and found the weaver sitting on the elephant's dead body, quietly dragging his shuttle from its throat. Elephants are clumsy great creatures, said he, but they have not really much strength. I just thrust my shuttle into his throat, and it fell down dead. Then the people all cried, This is the bravest man in the world. He has killed ten at one stroke, and now he has freed us from our enemy. The king made the weaver the chief of his army, and gave him a special house of his own to live in. Here he dwelt in peace and happiness, until one day there came news that a fierce tiger was roaming up and down the country, eating all the men, women, and children that it could find. The king sent for our friend and said to him, I know what a brave man you are, and I have an offer to make to you. <laughs> If you can catch this fierce tiger for me, I will give you my only daughter in marriage, and you shall have half my kingdom into the bargain. That is just the thing for a man like me, thought the weaver. 
a beautiful princess and half a kingdom are not to be won every day. So he said to the king, I agree to your bargain. I shall soon catch the tiger, for a man who can kill a great elephant need not fear such a poor creature as a tiger. He tied a piece of cord around his waist, and, taking with him his shuttle, he set off on his errand. Before long he came to the edge of a forest, and saw the tiger crouching among the long grass. No sooner did the fierce animal see him than it rushed at him with foaming mouth and gleaming eyes. But our nimble friend did not wait for the cruel teeth to crunch his bones. He ran to the nearest tree and climbed up like a monkey. The tiger sat down at the foot of the tree, licking his lips and thinking what a fine meal he was going to have. There he sat for six days, but the weaver did not come down, for he had no wish to serve as a dinner for a hungry tiger. On the seventh day the animal began to doze, and our friend thought that now was his chance to escape. But at the very first step he made, the tiger awoke and jumped up at him with a roar. The weaver, in terror, dropped his shuttle, which fell crosswise into the animal's jaws and stuck there so that he could not close them again. Now I have you, my fine fellow, cried the weaver, and he climbed down the tree. Taking the cord from his waist, he tied it around the tiger's neck, for the animal, because of the shuttle between its jaws, was too much frightened to try to run away. The hero then went back to the king, taking his prisoner with him, and the king had to keep his promise. So the brave weaver married the king's daughter, and lived happily enough all the rest of his days. End of chapter 19 Recording by Ron Altman